You're listening to the Prepare Like a Pro Live Chat Sunday Show. My name is Jack McLean. I am your host, and each week I stream live at 6 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time from our YouTube channel to provide a weekly update. I also stream live to our Instagram to answer any questions sent through to us during the week. And then at the very end, finish off with a power tip to help footballers gain a competitive edge for the upcoming football season. You might be thinking, how do I feature my question? It's very simple. You can email us at info at preparelikeapro.com or direct message us from any of your socials. I'll include the answers in the next PLP live chat show. Lastly, if you enjoyed this episode and are hungry for more Aussie rules football knowledge, then our academy is for you. Our academy is designed for footballers and aspiring AFL strength and conditioning staff. Included is weekly coaching sessions, invites to our community of athletes and coaches, and complete free access to our high-performance education. And lastly, discounts on programs and merchandise. For more information, head to preparelikeapro.com slash academy. Let's get into today's episode. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to this week's Prepare Like a Pro live chat show. My name is Jack McLean, and I'll be discussing all things around the upcoming AFL draft combine. Bear with me. I am streaming live from my mobile via TikTok as well. So I'll alternate between TikTok and Instagram for these live chats. That way they can stay engaging and you can send me your questions. If you do have a question and you've tuned in on TikTok, feel free to send through via the comment section, or you can just post in the direct message as well, and I'll answer your questions. But we'll get straight into this week's topic. Just start with the three key areas that we're going to cover for the AFL Draft Combine, making sure you've got a sound strategy. And by strategy, I mean particularly more with the endurance events from the 2K time trial point of view and yo-yo, where pacing is involved, technique in all the the tests, all movements, skills that we want to develop capacity in and have efficient movements. So the skill of those movements are are key. So we'll be discussing those as well as how to build familiarity going into your tests and the importance of actually trialing the tests before doing them on the combine. We're just about four weeks away from the AFL Draft Combine and it's the first time in a couple of years where all the battery of tests are going to be used. So Last year, for example, for those that aren't aware, it was just simply a 2K time trial due to COVID done remotely. So all the athletes didn't get to compete against each other. They might have competed against one of their training buddies that they were doing the program with in lockdown. But basically, it was a 2K test, post your score via Strava, uh, Strava, and that was it. None of the other tests were were involved. Where this year, and the year before that as well, it was at the Holden Centre, 2K time trial, it was a 20-meter sprint, and it was the jump test, the standing and the running, so the dynamic jump test. Now, we've got the yo-yo 2K agility jump standing and on the move, as well as the 20-meter, where you break it down into your first five and your 10-meter splits. And as I mentioned, there's about four weeks away, so October 7th to 9th is the weekend that's been penciled in. So for those NAB League players, majority will, will be, well, most of them will be in finals at this time of year. So that's also the challenge is that you can have a pretty quick turnaround. If you're still playing footy, you're probably putting in a little bit of training and preparation for the combine. It's at the back of your mind, but you're mainly focusing on playing some of the highest standard footy that you've ever played all year by being NAB League finals in the World Card, World Card Series. So it's not easy for these guys to be able to be at their best physical shape in terms of a quick preparation for the combine. However, 
the those that are consistent with their training and particularly around their strength and conditioning over preseason and have maintained a good level in the gym and, and on the field, that will really stand out with the quick turnaround in this year's draft. So those that have been consistent with their strength and conditioning over the years and particularly throughout this preseason season will reap the benefits, no doubt. But we'll get straight into the tips. So for a yo-yo, ultimately it's a repeat change of direction and acceleration test. So you need to be really sound with your movement, your ability to be able to drop body height when you decelerate, hip hinge in the deceleration, get your quick feet underneath your hips and then re-accelerate. And and the speed actually increases as we go. So you want to start nice and efficient, uh, moving at a slow pace. Don't move faster than you need to. Get really relaxed and focus on your rhythm. Run your own race is always really important. So don't get too competitive at the start. Just save your energy for the end with the yo-yo and just practice turning and and when you can try and dissipate the load by turning off one foot and then maybe every every change direction that you do you alternate your sides that you turn off so you're not constantly just loading that your favored side every time which could lead to a potential injury hopefully not the case or it might just you might just find that you're getting a bit of fatigue on that leg if you're constantly decelerating and re-accelerating off off that same foot every time so Like I mentioned earlier, familiarity is key. Make sure you do a yo-yo test between now and the draft combine in four weeks' time. That's critical so you you feel comfortable with the test. You know exactly what it should feel like on the day and you can have a bit of a benchmark on what to aim for as well. So that's really important. But in terms of technique, practice dropping your body height with your change of direction drills. So shuttle tests are a really specific way to do it, set up a 20-meter shuttle and practice decelerating early before the cone, dropping your body height, and then re-accelerating into your, into your efforts. Practice it slow, practice it at higher speeds as the yo-yo gets faster and faster as you progress the stages. So that's really important. And remember from a strategy point of view, don't burn your juice early, save your energy, don't compete until right at the end when you're at your threshold and you're pushing your absolute physical limits. That's the yo-yo test. Into the 2K time trial, acing is probably the strategy of a 2K time trial is probably the most important. So for your 2K time trial, at least do one between now and then. That This could be one because it's not done at high speed. You could even do it twice between, so one, you know, four weeks out and then one, two weeks out. And maybe you put, you're getting a little bit of extra, if you're still playing footy, you're getting a little bit of extra aerobic work early in the week. So it's you're not impacting your upcoming game and you get a little bit of improvement over four weeks typically as we get close to the combine two weeks out there's no real physical adaptation we shouldn't be chasing high load at that stage we want to be tapering your work so reducing your work your total body load so you're not going into the combine fatigued because a lot of it is endurance and and power based either either endurance or power based you want to make sure you're going in feeling good and not with niggles and feeling fatigued because as we know, the more work that we do, there's a, a, a risk associated with that and a, an effect as well from a recovery point of view. So get your work in done early. And then when you're two weeks out is when you want to be just focusing on knowing exactly what your split times are going to be. It's at Melbourne Park. So if you can get to Melbourne Park, do the 2K time trial there. So you're familiar with the track and you know exactly what times you need to hit. From a strategy point of view, Typically, everyone's going to have a different strategy, but usually what works for best for most footballers that I've worked with in the past is not starting really hard with their first lap, but actually undershooting the first lap. Running your own race is really, really critical for the first two to three laps. So not getting caught up with 
other people and, and competing with them early in your race, run your own race, find a good rhythm that you know you can run that you've done in it training. So it's a pace that is sustainable and you feel on top of it. And then you've set yourself up by hitting your times for lap one, lap two, lap three, maybe even lap one, you don't even look at your time. You just run at a, at a, a pace that you know is, is a, good, a good speed for you. And then you aim to try and build momentum. So every lap, you're just shaving off a bit of time. Uh, so then by the fourth lap, it is a, if it's a 500 or if it's a 400, by the fifth lap, that's when you want to really have the, you know, swivel the head, see who's around you and really compete and push yourself and pick your moment. Maybe it's the last 100 meters, 200 meters when it truly is then a race, so to speak. And that's where you use your competitiveness to give yourself that edge to get, you know, shave off a few seconds. But as a general rule of thumb, don't race too early. That's only going to blow yourself up. And once you blow up, your time will be significantly, it doesn't matter how hard you've trained, you'll significantly get a, a worse score than when you pace it properly. So run your own race, uh, find a good rhythm early that, you can, that is sustainable for you, and then can pick your moment where you're going to compete. And that's when you want to really race right to the end. That's our 2K time trial. There's actually a really good website that, that if you're interested, you can put in the target you want to get and it'll give you targets for your 200, your 100, your 400 meter, your 800 meter time, your 1200 meter. So any of those intervals that you're doing, you can actually run at those times. So you're familiar at that speed. So you don't need to be checking your watch all the time while you're running the race because you know you're so in tune with practicing that with the stopwatch in your training that you know what each speed feels like. So I'd highly recommend that if you want that link, then just direct message me on TikTok or wherever you're listening to this podcast. And I will send you that link. G'day, Jai. Good to see you, mate. That's 2K time trial. Uh, from a agility point of view, similar to the yo-yo. Uh, however, obviously, intensity is key. So we're not, it's not an endurance test, the agility. It's a speed test. So dropping your body height is going to be um, critical uh, with the change of direction point of view. So making sure you're hinging at the hips and you, you, you're dropping that body height so you're able to accelerate and change direction well. You're not getting sloppy and running tall at the at the points of change of direction to be able to put generate good force into the ground and that lateral direction that we need to try and create especially when we're changing direction of your body making sure that you're dropping that body height is key also making sure that you're not uh, you're using your arms crossing over across the body i see that a lot with running technique with the change direction it's short compact arms to make to help you maintain speed throughout the test so that's the key like with all the tests practice it as specific as you can um, on the surface of the test. So if you can do it on an indoor surface, then do that. Set it up as, as close to the test as you can because sometimes people can hit the cones and that can penalize you or you and reduce your time uh, or people can slip over and fall over. So making sure you've practiced with the shoes that you're going to wear on the day so you're really familiar with the test and you've made all your mistakes in training. So come the combine, you know exactly what footwear, what shoes you're wearing, and you're really familiar with how to go about the test from a strategy and technique point of view. But generally, the best the test for that, they, they're continually moving throughout the whole test. It's not stop, start, accel, decel. They've got lots of quick ability to drop the body heart with quick feet and maintain that momentum throughout the whole test to get their best time. Um, so practicing that is really, really key. And like with all the tests, as I've mentioned, have that strategy, have your technique, so practice that in training. And then be familiar with the test by practicing as specific as you can. For our standing jump and your, your dynamic jump where you get a few strides at it, really important that you're jumping in, in the ball of your foot, not with the weight on your heels. 
So we want to think of the ball of our feet, our toes or our accelerators, if you think of a car analogy. And if you've got weight on your heels, it's like having one foot on the brakes. Okay, so you're going to be burning a lot of energy. You're not going to be able to generate the same amount of force into the ground as using our elastic energy, which is stored in the balls of our foot. So to ensure that you're making the most of um, that dynamic area of, the, of your ankle joint, make sure that you've got a little bit more weight shifted towards the front of your foot compared to the back of your foot with your jumps. You make sure you hinge right over so we're getting good momentum by using our torso. So don't stay upright the whole time with the, um, with the jump test. Make sure you hinge at the hips. That way you'll generate a lot of momentum using your trunk. And of course, follow through with your arms as well. So your arms should follow where you want to go. So as you hinge at the hips and your torso comes forward, arms should go down. And then when you're driving up towards this to tap the top of the test, that's where your arms want to be reaching as high as you can. Little accessories to help with that thoracic mobility. So making sure we're not hunched over because your, your abdominals won't be able to transmit as much force into the legs when we're in this hunch position. So it'll allow you to be really vertical and tall through our abdominals, stretching your upper back and doing a lot of rotations and mobility. Check out our YouTube channel. I've posted a lot of thoracic upper back mobility drills to help with that. So that will help you produce power as well as the overspeed drills in our power plus playlist as well. So doing band training and using the bands to really help get use that stored elasticity in the ankles by doing overspeed training, which is banded pogos, banded squat jumps, and practicing, as I mentioned, having that weight at the front of the foot. That's really, really key. So for your run-up test, no, nothing uh, changes too much other than obviously there's a lot more rhythm involved with your running um, jump test. So make sure, yet again, you're familiar with the test, you practice it, you know how many steps you exactly take before you um, leap. You're, obviously, you've, you know exactly what leg you're going to leap off that gives you the best result. And same thing, practice that thoracic mobility so you get a little bit more reach, um, but also you'll be able to maintain good vertical posture. Whereas if you're hunched over, it might not reach the same height. So although your legs and your hips are traveling and you're projecting yourself through the air, if you're not able to actually reach through your posture and your shoulders because they're so tight, you might not get the best result on the test. Then in terms of our 20-meter test, we want to make sure you nail the start. So that first five meters is also measured, the 10-meter mark, and then the 20. So practicing your first three steps is critical from a static position like you'll do on the test. So your ability to be able to, your rate of force development will be key. How fast you can generate force, the acceleration will be really, really key for the 20 meter test. So practice your starts at least twice a week. And the perfect time to do that if you're still playing footy is before training, where you load up that front foot. And imagine when you do that first step um, that you're trying to put a hole in the ground, that's how much force you're putting into the ground. So that should project you forward in that motion. Short, compact arms is really, really important. So we're getting that co-contraction through our trunk and making sure you're really punching the ground with speed. So you're using your hips, not just your lower legs. So putting good force in the ground every strike. And stay over because for the, for the most part, certainly up until at least the 10, for most of you, probably even it's 20, you won't be going upright straight away. Increasing air resistance, you want to try and stay over it, particularly those that are quite strong. Uh, you want to try and make the most of your power in your legs by hinging over and staying leaning forward in that position. So you're putting force straight into the ground and also behind you to project you in, in a forwards motion. So yet again, this the familiarity is key. Practice your 20, practice your five, practice your first 10, practice acceleration a couple of times a week, particularly before football training or after your football training. So you're not adding any extra an extra day on legs. You just mix it in with your football and it should allow you to feel 
uh, prepared for a good footy session and a good game ahead. From a technique point of view, like I mentioned, load up that front and make sure you put a good amount of weight through that front foot. Uh, use your arms, short compact arms, and stay uh, hinging over your hips. So really lead with your body, upper body first. And then from a familiarity point of view, practice, practice, practice is key. So they're the key tests. You've got just over four weeks for those listening in that have got the combine to um, get a couple of weeks of good training in and then either retest those tests two weeks out and then week out before you just you want to have a feel-good week. So from a periodization point of view, from your program point of view, you don't want to be just ramping up your loads over the next four weeks. A couple of weeks, if you're not playing footy, the next two weeks should be your highest training load weeks. Week three might be some testing and just getting you some uh, practicing the specific environment, getting out to the to the Melbourne Park and getting a feel for it. And then week four, really focus on honing in good sleep, good nutrition, get some extra massages, and making sure that you're mentally in a really good space so you can really attack the the combine in the following week. Hopefully that helps. If you have any further questions, reach out. It's a topic that I'm passionate about. It's one of my favorite things to do is to help Australian rules footballers get drafted or, or even just get PBs in the combine. So if you are someone that you, and you haven't got a strength and conditioning coach in your corner helping you with the combine, then absolutely reach out. I'd love to help you and put a program in place and hopefully allow you to get those PBs and hit your best scores on that day. I will also release a draft combine blog post tonight, Wednesday night. So if you listen to this in the podcast world on Monday, that will already be published on our website. If you listen to it live on TikTok, just you know, wait, uh, I'll post that tonight around 6 p.m. So not long now. There'll also be some YouTube videos where I'll answer some questions on that topic as well. So if you like to, if you're not big on reading, but you prefer watching the videos, then you can watch those YouTube videos. We have another couple of Get Better Plan workshops coming up. So one on five tips to boost your acceleration. So for those that really want to work, you're in the off season now and you want to work on your first three steps and that, or, or from a combine point of view, maybe it's your draft year next year, you want to work on your first 20 meters, make sure to tune on that one. That will be later in the month. So the Friday prior to grand final weekend, and you can find more information. I'll release that and publish that next week and post that on our socials. And then for the strength conditioning coaches listening in or anyone that wants to build their own and launch or publish their own podcast, I'll be doing a workshop on how to do exactly that, how to launch your own podcast, the run sheet that I use, how I get guests on the podcast, and how I use Zoom and the platform that I'm using Restream to connect to our social media and YouTube account. So everything that you need to know to release your podcast. And then also from a publishing point of view, what we do after the podcast. So once it's being recorded, what do we then do with the information in terms of YouTube, blog post, and releasing it onto the podcast? So if that's of interest of you, make sure to direct message me and I'll send you the link. It's free for our Academy members and then it's $10 for the public to either of those events. I'm going to head over now to our, just looking at my computer here now. So if you're on TikTok, just bear with me. I'm just sharing the screen for those on our online program, just to talk through the focus of the week for those that are in finals. So it'll be prelim and prelim final next week. So we've stripped the volume right back. You'll see on the back, on the barbell box squats, there's only three working sets. So we've, we've taken out the barbell banded squats as well. So make sure that you're just freshening up the back and not putting too much load through the spine so you can move really um, well at this stage. And hopefully that banded squat that we did for the last block has built some good power in the legs. And now that we're trying to taper off, we still want to try and get that velocity through the legs. So there's going to be a drop jump uh, landing on a soft mat just to take the load off the feet. 
but also to ensure that you really got that pre-tension stiffness through the air because if you don't you'll just collapse into the mat you won't be able to bounce off it um so i'll post a video for that one as it's a new drill i've got dumbbells so another opportunity just to take some load off the back so gone from barbell safety bar bulgarian to barbell step up to now just dumbbells so hands by the side for our dumbbell step up continue the box jumps box step up jumps and the core work is the same the only adjustment is with the long lever hamstring isometric hold is now no longer an isometric hold it's actually a, a glute bridge so you try when you throw the ball catch the ball throw the ball overhead working on that uh, abdominal stiffness you're then going to lower your hips and drive your hips up so you get a little bit more dynamic with that one as I mentioned last week, bench press is now out of the program for, for the rest of the year. Well, two more weeks, prelim week and grand final, just to freshen up the shoulders. But we still want to get that nice bent arm power through the upper body to help with your fend-off ability. So concentric bench press is back. Uh, for the most part of the year, we did that earlier in the week for those that did an extra upper body session in the season. So you'd be familiar with it. For those that didn't do that extra upper body session, you may not have done this one before, but it's essentially a bench press but you're just doing it a little bit higher off the chest. So it's not quite going, not as much range of motion. Think of it like a, the box squat, the equivalent of a box squat is for the barbell back squat. This is the equivalent of for the bench press. The med ball power circuit stays the exact same. And then we've replaced the split jerks with a single arm jammer. If you don't have the jammer machine, then just continue to use the landmine and that's a push press. So similar motion that we've been doing. Barbell bench pulls are out just to take off some general body load. So reduce our total volume tonnage is what it's called in the gym. And we'll just do some double arm incline rows to keep our back active and maintain some good muscle mass going into the last couple of weeks. So make sure you lift heavy with a rep range of six to eight reps. And then we've got two rounds of the shoulder complex, which is a you know, one arm at a time, front raise, 10 reps. Then you go lateral raise, 10 reps then a, a row, upright row to rotation for 10 reps and then finish with the rear lateral raise. I've posted a video in the app for reference. You do all of that on one side and then do the other side. Thursday, our power day, some have footballs have been doing this before their football second and they feel like that helps them prepare for the week and that way they get home a little bit earlier, have dinner a regular time. Absolutely do that if that works for your schedule. It's speed, power-based power session, so it's not going to have much residual fatigue. It should it should actually have that effect where it primes you for, for football. Um, so we've got a heavy sled push, which is really good for your acceleration. We've been doing that for a number of, of weeks now. Our power-off press switches, so really dynamic through the feet. So we're working on that ankle stiffness, especially with the back foot, and you have your weight on your balls of your, of your feet with that one, but also not rotating and collapsing with your trunk, making sure we're keeping that nice, strong uh, through abdominals, postures nice and upright to help with our ability to change direction on the field. Lateral box step-ups have been doing those, so you should be familiar with that. If it's easy, add a plate or an ankle bag overhead. And then we've got our torsionator split jerks, and then we finish with that three-way rotation that we've been doing, Copenhagen's long lever, our snatches that have replaced the arabesque. So you go into an arabesque position, drive up into hip lock and pressing the plate overhead. And then lateral wall slide, which is another change direction drill. So practicing putting our force into the ground to help our ability to change laterally. So things like your cutting on the field. And then, of course, optional primer on Friday to get you G'd up for game day on Saturday. That's it for this weekly update. If any members have any questions on the online program, make sure to reach out. Of course, if you need to make any adjustments as well, reach out to us if you're on the individualized program. And for those listening in that aren't on our program um, but are a podcast listener, this week we have Chris Carlisle. He'll be, that podcast will be on Wednesday. 
We have our another collab event, which will be awesome with Shepmates, 9 to 5 Fitness, Prime Train, and ADOS. That will be on Friday, the 9th of September at 3 p.m. So to make sure to tune in for that one via YouTube. And if you have any questions for these social media experts, make sure to direct message us and I'll add that to the run sheet. And then on Sunday, our bite-sized episode will be with Tim Gabbett, sports science expert and famous for developing the acute to chronic ratio. If you're new to our program and you're thinking about joining, uh, for podcast listeners only and for the month of September, I'm going to have an exclusive offer of if you buy a two months straight up on our program, you get the third month for free. So normally that would be $297. Our program is $99 a month, our online program. If you buy three months up front, you'll get the third month for free. So that's $198 for a 12-week program. So if you want to get straight into your off-season program and attack it, it gets fitter, faster, stronger, make sure to make up, take us up for this offer. It'll expire in September and I won't I won't offer it again throughout the calendar year. So it's just for those that are really hungry, really motivated and want to make the most of their off-season, pre-season this year, and you want to smash your 2K time trial as well as hit some PBs in the gym, then this is the offer for you. So hit me up. All you need to do to activate this is just email me at jackapapelikapro.com saying I want to take you up for the three-month offer, or you can direct message us on any of our socials. I'll know exactly what you mean, and I'll get you started straight away. Thank you for tuning in. If you have any questions regarding the podcast or any guests that you want us to have on for the podcast, make sure to reach out and I'll see you guys next week. Hi, I'm Jack McLean, an AFL football strength and conditioning coach, and I want to introduce you to the Prepare Like a Pro Academy. Our academy is a subscription-based platform where you can sign up to be a part of our community. If you get to the end of each episode of the podcast and are hungry for more, this is for you. Designed for aspiring AFL athletes and staff, you'll receive heaps of bonus weekly content. Learn who the guests are in advance and submit questions. Access to our Facebook group with Jack and other Prepare Like A Pro coaches. You'll be able to receive merchandise, program discounts and freebies and get free access to our live events, exercise technique database and much more. This is a great way for you to support the podcast and it helps me with production and release of epic content for you guys each week. Your contribution goes a long way in making Prepare Like A Pro community possible. And just for $5 a week, you'll have access to all of this special content released on our Academy forums. There's no lock-in and you can cancel absolutely anytime.